0: Do you want to go to 7-Eleven and buy a Slurpee in your bag of Lay's potato, greasy-ass chips? Or do you want a chance to win a session to heal your childhood trauma?
1: That's right, folks. (laughs) Okay. We are serious right now. This episode drops on September 28th. On October 1st, we're having our first ever drawing for our one-on-two healing session with Camille and me. Yeah. So we're really excited. If you're part of our Patreon Diamond Adorn Pack, you know that the best perk or one of the best perks about being there is that each month we do a random raffle with all of our Diamond Adorn Wolves and pick one person to have a healing session with us. That first... Raffle, our first ever raffle, is Mm -hmm. happening on October 1st. So if you want to be in the first cohort of (laughs) raffle yeah, you are going to get your $11 and 11 cents (laughs) together. Sign up. Sign up. Pick those pennies out of your pockets. Pick those (laughs) pennies out of your pussies. And you put them toward your Wolfpack (laughs) membership, where we also drop the most bomb-diggity Q&As you get early access to our episodes. Yeah. You get this raffle every month, which is just nuts.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's so so the best part about it being this month and this being our first month is it obviously has the least amount of Patreons. That we'll probably ever that have. That we'll probably ever have. So join today at patreon.com slash the sex den and you will be entered into our October 1st raffle.
1: Oh, God. Dang it. We can't wait.
0: Welcome back to this XN Podcast, everyone. You are here with your hosts, Camille and Lauren. I always do you first, so I switched it up today. Our Instagram handles are CamilleJoanneXO and SheWolfLauren. Our combined podcast page is at the Den Mothers, so don't forget to follow us. You can see all of our personal endeavors from there, our one-on-one offerings, and you will not miss a podcast launch if you follow our Den Mothers page. That's right. And that's The Den Mothers.
1: T-H-E-D-E-Nancy. M-O-T-H-E-R-S.
0: We're in a funny mood today. (laughs) I'm into it. Me too. So we're really excited to be talking about healing our relationship with alcohol And vibrators (laughs) That's right. Yeah. This is going to be a really exciting subject matter and one that I have cared deeply about recently on my alcohol journey. The
1: alcohol front. And I have been caring a lot about my relationship
0: with vibrators. Yeah. And actually, I can't wait to get some insight from Lauren today and then also change my relationship with my vibrator because it's time to throw her away. Oh. God, okay. Well, we're gonna talk all about it. Don't panic, folks. You don't yeah. have to throw away <laughs> your million-dollar <laughs> <girl just> vibrators. <laughs> launches her vibrator out the window. I
1: just gives it to the. Really
0: <laughs> chuck my vibrator. I just give them away on the on the street as it's just party gifts. <laughs> no, we do a raffle on our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we probably make so much money on that. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Oh my God. Join our Patreon. We might do a vibrator raffle. Yeah, a used use. vibrator raffle. <laughs> You won't so believe gross. it. It's
1: better than you've you ever imagined. Won't. Three years yeah. works like a charm.
0: <laughs> Three years.
1: <laughs> individually and in my partnership. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god.
0: Okay, y'all. We're not let's doing that. Get it? Do, do it. <laughs> <to> be clear <laughs> for <laughs> legal reasons. <Yeah. laughs> we will not be giving away yeah. use vibrators. No. Okay, so let's start with a little weekly update. Okay. Uh yeah I can go first You go first I can't believe it's been a week since we've recorded already
1: I was gonna tell you that last night when I was going to sleep I was having this weird time hop feeling where I'm like There is no way that it's been a week Oh it's been a week It's been a week So but I wanted to tell you something that I didn't tell the Wolfpack So last or wanted to tell the Wolfpack something I haven't told you (gasps) Okay in our last episode we had the matcha explosion oh my the matcha God. explosion the Camille slicing her foot you know coconut water everywhere we uploaded that video to our Patreon so that you can see that we're not lying
0: a bloody disaster yeah it was a
1: disaster um okay so anyway yesterday and this can be my weekly update too it's gonna be a story okay yesterday I was cleaning out Shane's backpack we both have these little backpacks and I was cleaning it out and on the side of it I'm like what the hell is something was like oozing out of the side of his backpack and I'm like that's disgusting what is this it was one of those glass jars of a matcha that had like two sips left in it and it was oozing out for some reason and I'm like okay how weird and gross it got all over the floor it was all over and it was from like a week ago because probably when it, I brought it, to yeah, at when the gym. brought it to the gym okay I picked up the matcha jar walked it over to the kitchen and as I'm throwing it away I shit you motherfucking not it
0: exploded
1: <gasps> it made the loudest it was like bam like whoop! pop the lid went flying off oh, it hit
0: me in the oh my god it
1: hit me in the face glass went shattering everywhere like completely disaster oh. zone but it scared it was like holding a bomb it had fermented in there and the pressure whatever when I picked it up pressure you know wasn't a tight seal and it scared shane and i screamed
0: that is so terrifying what is it about those jars it's like we're it's really like, not supposed to be buying those we're not
1: supposed to be buying those so
0: it oh my was, god i don't think i'm ever gonna buy one of those again honestly I i'm know. like kind of horrified of those glass I jars too.
1: it sliced you you shattered it on the ground it was a huge mess and then one week later almost to the day it i thought it could have literally that placed my eye in half <gasps> like it hit me so hard in the head Shane's like are you okay are you okay and I was, I literally was just saying I don't know for a minute
0: because there was impact but there was no blood I cannot believe you don't have an injury of course you don't have an injury yeah this is the weirdest part about Lauren <laughs> she will, her whole life <laughs> yeah Well, her nickname when she was young was Chevy Chase. Right. Because you would just, she would just fall down the stairs and then just be completely fine. Pop right up. Okay. That hasn't gone away. Yeah. She has had these huge catastrophes in her life and literally walked (laughs) away. No scrapes, bruises, cuts.
1: I would like to just tell one. We're not yeah. talking about just like whoops! I stub oh, my toe. Oh, I
0: fell down. I was no.
1: hit by a car <laughs> on my bicycle with okay? a child. with a child on the front. So, like, he was in a little child thing on the front of the bike. So he like holds onto the handles. It was cute. Instead of doing the one in the back, yes. I was riding my bike. I'm watching this guy who's about to run a stop sign. He ran a stop sign. Like he was slowing down, but enough gusto to just roll right through. You know what I'm talking
0: about. Yeah, probably going like 15.
1: Maybe 15. Maybe 10. I don't know. Maybe 10. I can't really say for sure. Maybe 5. But I was still hit by a moving car. He was moving. So he was moving. He swipes the side. So I'm looking at him and I'm like I don't know if I need to slow down or go faster to kind oh of like get Oh my god past that's a scary him. feeling yeah. So I decide to go faster anyway he sideswipes me <laughs> I grab the child like some innate primal queen grab the child and I hit the pi- I mean I hit asphalt right like my she went bike tumbling. flying I tumble the kid tumbles I'm holding him I shit you not not a single bruise
0: not a single bruise, not even a single no. like, this is where a piece of asphalt kind of like scraped no. my skin. No. You actually forgot to even tell me. <laughs> yeah, I and, forgot to tell you. Like a couple weeks later, she's like, oh my God. I remember why. We were surfing and you had sunbum, and you're like, oh my God, I have all this sunbum in my car. And I'm like, why do you, geez, sun those things are pretty a- expensive. It's a sunscreen company, but really good stuff. And I think based in California. And Lauren's like, yeah, when I was hit by the car, and I'm like, yeah i'm sorry okay you were hit by a car (laughs) so quickly
1: (laughs) i was hit by this car this will finish the story for you because it shows a little bit about me not only was i not injured i felt no reason i mean i got the guy's insurance information and everything you could have sued him for millions (laughs) who knows (laughs) who knows okay Uh, he we get talking because i'm like what I mean, I he's like I, you know, I live right here. I he he was had just been hit by a car on his bike. <laughs> he was so embarrassed. He had a kid the same age, you know, blah blah blah. Um, he worked for Sunbum at the headquarters. He was like a big wig at Sunbum. He had a shitload of Sunbum in his trunk, and I was like, look, I don't plan on pressing charges. I'm like, but what can you hook me up with with your Sunbum?
0: She finagled sunscreen (laughs) out of this deal. He gave me. Not an injury, and she decided sunscreen over a lawsuit. It was
1: hundreds of dollars of sunscreen, and at the time, Uh, that was good enough for me.
0: So I collected my sunscreen, put it all
1: in my backpack, (laughs) and then I continued on to the grocery store.
0: The fact that you thought the most important thing there was to get additional sun protection. I mean, I just cannot believe that story. I was
1: probably concussed. I'm sure
0: I mean the kid was not injured also at all at all like there was not a single injury you probably scooped him up like some mother earth fairy and just flew to the ground bounced off
1: (laughs) but it's just so funny so anyway as you can see this is Uh a joke in my family it's a joke she never gets injured so
0: of course I didn't even notice today that a glass jar exploded in her face yesterday because she doesn't have a single right scratch not a scratch I know
1: it's it's weird so, anyway, and Camille's the opposite. She totally has bird bones.
0: Yeah. I, like, will be walking past my bed and tap it a little too hard on the side of my leg. And I'm, like, I just have bru- a bruise all the way up my leg. Yeah. It Broken looks- bones. I've just done so many injuries mm-hmm. on my part. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, my week is good again I cannot believe a week has already gone by I feel like I'm finally in the role of working which Mm -hmm. is really exciting in the role of working yeah (laughs) I wanted to be in the role of not doing anything for a long time and I just accepted that I was prioritizing my rest and just kind of distraction feeling through emotions I feel so productive I'm really excited to tell the Wolfpack about my new offering. Yes. I I haven't really talked about it much on here, guess, I guess. But I have basically struggled with crippling anxiety forever. Mm-hmm. So much overthinking. So much racing thought in my mind. And I would be just paralyzed by the most simple decisions. I mean, not like – to pick a toothpaste, but just kind of anything that would seem like I needed to pick a direction in my life. I always felt like I needed to have a plan and it had to be the absolute best decision. So I would just pine over it for months. Right. So as I've developed through this healing journey, I've become better at setting boundaries, speaking my needs, really getting grounded in my body, practicing meditation and breath work and really exploring my mind so that those parts, those little voices in my head that are pulling me one way or another are more silent and let me step into the decision I need to just based on how I'm feeling in my body. So I am so excited to have packaged that scenario, that whole experience together for my lovely soul clients and I am offering 75-minute video calls for internal alignment and divine guidance. So if you are interested in learning these techniques that I have used to successfully, calmly, confidently make these big decisions in my life, if you're stuck in an area and are, are wanting more guidance or feeling like you need to get, you know, grounded in your own body, This is the perfect offering for you. So go to healwithcamille.com slash offerings to sign up for your call today. And I have very limited spots left in this new offering. So
1: hustle up. That's so exciting. Yes. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. It's so exciting. I would be
0: signing up so much if I didn't have free access. I know. (laughs) Exactly. So um, new offering out. So excited. I – Uh, Randomly, have my period again, so I'm wearing period underpants again. Yep. Hello, sponsor us. Yeah. Come on, come on. And I'm feeling fine, just a little bit tired in my body, and just really excited. Oh my gosh! My one other update: I had my first free diving training experience. So Lauren and Shane got really into free diving when they were here in July. Felt completely fell in love with it. Shane has been really into it for a while, but they wanted to get certified, so. They got certified together. Now I am working with this fabulous guy here in Quintana Roo. And I had my first free diving experience and I went down 14 meters. Proud to say it. Dang. It is such an incredible experience. There is – because everybody on here pretty much knows I'm a water baby. Yes. She's a Pisces by birth. She is, she is a water baby at heart. And just mm-hmm. – swimming straight down into open abyss and then just hanging out in just complete silence in this, you do do go into a meditative state. It's actually a really cool way to put meditation and breath work into an actual physical activity. Mm -hmm. So of course I'm going to be falling in love with it and buying all the gear and getting really obsessed with it, but I get it because Lauren and Shane were first and now I'm so excited to follow in their footsteps.
1: (laughs) Well, we are so excited to have you. Yeah. We love it. Shane was just saying the other day, he's like, I'm so excited that we're going to be able to have family diving outings.
0: Oh, my God. I'm so excited about it. Yeah. I love it. (sighs) So that's our weekly update.
1: And so today we're talking about your relationship with alcohol Mm. and just some recommendations that you have for anybody who's that sort of casual drinker but then overdoes it almost every weekend or, like, goes out to, you know, make sure that you get slammered or you go out saying you're going to have one drink and then you end up blacked.
0: Yeah. So my – healing my relationship with alcohol has been a big, big part of my healing journey Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. So I started drinking really young, just kind of, like, sneaking alcohol, drinking – like, sneaking parents' alcohol at friends' parties, whatever. Young, though, like 14. Yeah. Young. And my relationship with it, I feel like went south pretty quickly. I was over drinking and just I was known as the party girl, you know. Which,
1: by the way, I literally had no idea. Yeah. I didn't
0: know this. Until Camille was, like, in what,
1: college?
0: Yeah, because you moved out of the house when I was 16. You were 18 and went to college. And right. that's kind of when my partying, like, kicked really into gear. Yeah. And that's not to say I wasn't still a very successful student, athlete, friend, family member, girlfriend. Like, I, it's not like it was affecting my life. It's just that when I would drink, when I would go to festivals, I would get blacked out almost every time. Right. And... I think that it's very common in our culture to have that experience. Then I went to college where that's even more prominent. It's like, let's all slam a million shots. So this whole time I'm just justifying it. Yeah. As just like being in that phase of my life, which to some extent it is. It's a little bit more reckless. Like yeah. your, your youth is
1: kind of just like whatever. You're not like – typically processing deep trauma in your teens and your early no.
0: 20s and everyone's doing it right everyone's drinking like crazy especially in college you're like excited free or on your own for the first time so I had a couple scary experiences in high school and college where I fully blacked out and I was lucky to wake up with people I was very safe with aka my mom being one of them who had to pick me up once I was and, there I was yeah there. Lauren was there and some of my girlfriends in college, where I don't even remember leaving the house, and then I just woke up in my bed and I'm like, "Well, wow. that
1: was the scary thing too. I feel like about you is that i would I would be able to tell if you were blacked out, but a random person wouldn't like I could no. imagine you." Doing things that a person who wasn't blacked out would do And Mm -hmm. having no memory of it Like just you couldn't tell You were still being vibrant and social It's not like you were paralyzed, passed out You were like blacked out but still very functional but still the life of the party totally
0: like I was a very functional blacked out person yeah yeah which is scary which is scarier than even being like because at least if you're falling over and falling asleep at the party and stuff people are like okay they're done right with me it's like I'm still hammering more shots and I'm already blacked out
1: man that's so scary going
0: on to the next party going to multiple houses not remembering any of it oh so I was lucky enough, then I started dating someone for the last half of my college career, Um, my college time, which, you know, I was safe with him, great friend, great friend group, you know, took care of me basically. I was like the mom of the rugby team.
1: Oh, my God. I was so relieved. Yeah. Just that you weren't like out by yourself. Yeah. Because it's a scary thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, holy shit, man. Yeah.
0: But still at this point, I wasn't even thinking it was a problem because then I was a part of the rugby team, which is crazy over drinkers, you know. So whatever. Then it continued after college. Like then it's not like I was drinking every day. That was never a thing. It's just that I would go out once or twice a week and I would binge drink every time. I would wake up hungover every time. And this – I've been graduated from college for five years. This happened for four years still. Like just continually over drinking, over drinking. And the definition of binge drinking – like binge drinking is classified as you being an alcoholic. Mm. That's just what it is. It's not like someone who just drinks every single day is an alcoholic if you're not knowing your limits, if you're blacking out every single time, if you are binge drinking like crazy once or twice a week, that is still considered an alcoholic. Mm. So when I went through my healing journey with Bufo, Toad, we, I think episode, I don't even know what episode that was, but we talked about it. it. Yeah, we talked about it. My whole healing journey experience is in episode 21 but basically in July of last year, I did a sat with a plant medicine and was healing from all of this sexual trauma and just a lot of other things in my life. And I was having a lot of panic attacks. And every time I would go out to drink, I would wake up the next day and have a panic attack almost all day. And even then... I still was over drinking. Mm. Then I would just switch up the alcohol and be like, okay, well, I can't drink hard alcohol. So I'll just drink kombucha brews. But I would have like 12. Right. So this is happening over and over. And all of a sudden, I remember in December of last year. I had kind of already been like, okay, I really need to change my relationship with what's going on here. I didn't feel like I needed to go to AA, but I was feeling like I had like sat my partner at the time down and been like, hey, I, I need to let, I need kind of help with you kind of being like, no, you're not drinking, you know, making everyone aware, like, okay, I'm really trying to change this. And then I had one night where I overdrank like crazy with his family and had a panic attack basically the whole next day. And we were going to a family event and it was just so horrible for me. And I remember calling Shane and being like, I have to stop drinking. Like I need to, if I go out, I can have a beer. I can have one margarita, but if I can't stop and just limit myself to that, like I'm going to have to do something else about this. So Luckily, I didn't need to find additional help. My family and friends were really supportive of like, no, Cammy's just not drinking anymore. It's hard though. Like it's a lot of pressure, especially if your friend groups are drinking. Yeah, especially even family like, oh, come on, let's just go get a glass of wine, you know? And then you have one and then you're like, man, well, this is just kind of fun. But for me, it was like, okay, physiologically, my body is telling me to stop drinking. It's really saying you're good at one, two. Okay. You can't drink any more than that. You're going to have a panic attack. So it ended up being this journey for me over the last kind of 10 months of changing how I felt about alcohol and what that looked like for me was talking to my family more about our family history. Mm -hmm. And it turns out we have a lot of alcoholics in our family. Mm -hmm. I think that's really common for our grandparents' generation, millennials' grandparents, because that was like heavy wartime. And then our parents were byproducts of those parents. Mm -hmm. And then our generation is the ones that are kind of opening even more to this idea of healing. So as I'm talking to my family members, I'm like, wow, wow. I, I have got to cut this off with me mm-hmm. and I have had a couple nights since then where I've had more than two drinks, but by choice, it's like, okay, I'm having three. This is going to be fun. And, um, my panic attacks have completely gone away other than a few here and there, just because I was so stressed out, but it has, it has so why wi- it has wildly improved my life. I mean, I, it's just, it's crazy to think. And when I go to have a drink now, you know, it's, it's almost something I'm conscious of every single time I have a drink, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to say that I'm, my relationship with it is completely healed. It's just, I feel like I, I have a holistic understanding of what it is for my body, my generational history of it, and why it's so important for me to stay on this path of basically not drinking Mm -hmm.
1: yeah well okay so tell me about I can imagine that when you are the life of the party and it comes with this like shot for shot mentality and going Mm. out to bars and that feels like that's part of the fun in your life Mm. like how did you kind of get through that phase where maybe you didn't feel like you were fun anymore you didn't feel like you were having fun like tell me Mm -hmm. did your relationship with fun change
0: yeah that's a good question I was really worried about that because I was always seen as this like fun you know kept up with the boys and then I kind of realized that nobody cared seriously and i honestly just made a tiktok about this it's like nobody cares just go for it it's like when you stop drinking as much you feel like everyone around you is going to be like why are you doing that mm-hmm. and more times than not i got wow that's really inspiring i actually want to work on my relationship with alcohol too mm-hmm. and going out i i at the same time was going through so much emotionally And um, in physical location-wise, that the friends that I had that we used to drink like crazy, I actually just kind of naturally separated away from it. So I used to go out till crazy hours of the night, just like continuing to the after party and doing all that. I ended up just having to set a time limit for myself of like, I want to go home at midnight. I'm more than likely not going to stay out, keep partying, do Keep drinking if I go home at that time. And that was something that I had to just come to terms with in my own body. It just feels like a really spiritual awakening. I don't know. Having to find your fun and find conversation without alcohol is, man, pretty interesting. And you also realize. At least for me, I did how shallow of conversations and relationships I was having, at least the ones that were based off of alcohol. Yeah. And the friends that have stuck it out, like the friends that are still remain in my life and I have the most fun with and I laugh with and I can sit and just talk for hours and not have to have drinks are the ones that I want in my life anyways.
1: Yeah. And they're the ones that don't drink as much.
0: They're the ones that don't drink as much. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually yeah. And so it's interesting because Lauren's never had a problem. You've actually kind of been the complete opposite where you hated drinking.
1: I hated it.
0: You hated alcohol. Yeah,
1: I hated it. And it was oh it was just
0: Yeah. I just never it never agreed
1: with my body. Yeah. You know, I went through some phases where I would be drinking more. Like I had a really crazy freshman year of high school. Yeah. When I was like 15 Mm. i was drinking a lot and then it just it was all it was never like a a thing that i wanted to do it would just be there and i'm like okay well everyone's doing it Mm. but then after that year i just kind of was like i'm never i hate this and then it didn't resurrect until i discovered that mezcal and tequila did well for my body i loved it particularly mezcal feels like it feels like um, something other than alcohol to me
0: mezcal is definitely different
1: and so I you know realized that I liked it and stuff but and now you can have a couple drinks and now I have a couple drinks but still it's maybe like you know I don't know it just whenever it kind of arises but I would say maybe once a month I'll yeah. have like a couple drinks yeah. You know, I don't. Yeah. And it has to be so particular for me. Like, I'm in it for the feeling and the present nature, like, the little jolly, you know, red cheeks that I'll get. So, for me, it could be a couple times a week. Like, if I'm in a particular party, yeah. minute, I'll have, like, a. I love to do it on an empty stomach and just be like, woo! <laughs> like, this feels so fun. And then Shane's yeah. like, you're done after two and a half yeah. drinks. That's my cutoff. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean Shane doesn't drink either, so it's easy and kind really of the helpful. Same way. Like alcohol just has never felt good for him.
0: Okay, so I think that a couple things should be said here. Number one, I still love to go out and enjoy a drink. I actually love having a good dinner and having a mezcalita. We're going tonight. Yeah, with exactly. I I love that, and I have had to. There has been a massive. For some reason, I feel like I'm going to cry about it. It's okay. Oh, I don't feel like I want to cry <laughs> talking about my relationship because I don't realize how actually hard it was for me to change my relationship with it until I'm talking about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a huge level of compassion that has opened inside of me to think like, hey, it's okay, to, it's okay to have one. It's okay to have one or two and have a good time with your girlfriends. You're not going to overdrink. You know, it's like something I, I don't know. I, I was out with these friends I met the other night and we were going to get another round and I went to the, the waiter and, and they knew that I actually have recently changed my relationship with alcohol. So I went and canceled my drink and they're like, dude, that's awesome. And I was like, oh my God, I feel really good about that. Like, I just knew that having one more, I only had one that night, but just one more just energetically wasn't feeling right. So That's been a massive journey for me. And I just want to let other people know that if you aren't surrounded by people who are really supportive or you're surrounded by people who are drinking a lot, your family drinks a lot, and you're not sort of on this path where you're ready to shift your life, I really recommend getting help. Yeah. I was lucky enough to be able to change that within myself but it is really hard you were also
1: I think and and I want I'm glad you were talking about this and I you know thank you for sharing this too because I know that it's been a journey for you and I felt badly because I didn't even realize well first of all it's really hard to tell somebody who isn't ready to hear it hey you're drinking a lot yeah. You know, like I yeah. I said to you many times on many occasions, like, hey, you're drinking, you're a, drinking lot. a lot. And you'd be like, I'm in college, or you know, I'm whatever. So it was like something that I was clocking, but obviously until you're ready to see it or until you're ready to face it, yeah. it's not gonna be something your older sister tells you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, um, but what I wanna say is thank you for talking about this today. And also um, if you're listening to this and you're kind of in a different situation where you've tried many, many times to kind of have this more casual approach um, or you've tried to like have one or two and you just keep not being able to do that, then is a time to get help, I think. Yeah. You know, and it's like mm-hmm. your situation, you were also surrounded by people who – like, your immediate circle didn't drink.
0: Yes. I don't
1: drink. Shane doesn't drink. And even your ex wasn't a big drinker. Uh-uh. So when you were like, okay, I'm not drinking anymore, it was just like, welcome to the club. Like, it, Yeah, was it was no, like, okay,
0: perfect. Yeah, it was just like, Yeah, thank okay. God. You were drinking a lot. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, you're right. Yeah. And also, I was going through this shift where my spiritual and internal world was opening up. So it felt... On a body level, it felt like, yeah, the drinking just doesn't feel good right now.
1: And I also want to say this, and it's kind of an intense statement, and I know that saying it, mm. I don't know anybody who's super in touch with their body that is a heavy drinker. Because yeah. when we drink to excess, you're the more you drink the less connection you have with your heart, with your body, with your integrity, with anything, it's a poison. At a certain point, you're poisoning yourself. Yeah. So it's not like you're seeing a lot of these like zen yogis who are fucking sucking down the bottle. That's Mm -mm. just not how it goes. So naturally, the more you sit with yourself, the more you question the things that make you feel like shit. And if you've ever had a hangover, it's your body purging these toxins, trying to like get you back (laughs) online. Yeah. So that kind of, when you're thinking about it in this holistic way, it's like, yes, your social circumstances may shift. Yes. Your friends may see you in a different light. Yes. You know, whatever it is, especially if you have like a corporate job, like, I want to just note on this real quick because the pressure to drink is so intense. If you're in an environment where that's like a norm, I, when I was, came out of grad school, I briefly worked for a firm, a consulting firm in Houston Mm. and the culture, it was a very small team and the culture was drink, Until you fall asleep. Like it was. Yeah. It's really toxic. And it was so much. But it wasn't an option. Like I mean it was I guess. But I'm this young chick you know. And we would go out to lunch. And it would be like okay we'll take this bottle of wine. And it's like if I'm sitting there like I'm not drinking. There was just this expectation. of That's weird. Like it puts you on the outside of the social circle. So what I'm saying is look at your relationship with alcohol and then look at your relationship with anything that surrounds the alcohol. Is it the partying? Is it the friends? Is it the, all of that? Because like you said, Cammy, in a certain way, you can have a little bit and still enjoy yourself. You can have a couple nights a year where whoops, I went over the overboard. Yeah. But I was with people that, you know, feels so good in my soul yeah it's when it's like a habitual thing you're doing it on autopilot and the people surrounding you are all encouraging that autopilot experience yes that's when you you have to question it if you want to spiritually be right in your body that's just that's
0: it and I want to just say one more thing that's probably a little controversial especially if anyone here is in AA Mm. Okay. okay, so I, I will say this, and I, okay, I'm not even gonna say anything else except for that. I do not like the idea of calling myself an alcoholic because I feel like that is you claiming another identity. Mm. And I've talked about this before, I've talked about it with disordered eating. If you identify yourself as something, it feels really hard to break away from that identity. So I was thinking, going through this whole journey, labeling, oh, I'm an alcoholic, that meant that I wasn't allowed to shift my relationship and see if I could look at it from a different angle, open up a new space inside of me for compassion, and allow myself once in a while to have a drink with a friend if I wanted to. If it feels good. Exactly. And not,
1: not a good that's masking a bad. Yes. A good that's just, my body feels good. Yes. If I have this. There's a difference between saying, it feels good to party, and then you're, fucked up the next day there's a difference yes. between that and like it feels good to have a libation yes. in a social setting with my friend and to get a little bit rosy cheeked. there's a difference
0: yes and it you is know what big, it is if you're listening you know what it is if you're listening and I just want to push this again even those even saying that is if you're a person who is listening and you're like okay I'm really connecting with Camille's story this sounds just like me and you're wanting to change your relationship with alcohol If you are just deciding to change the type of alcohol, like drinking way more beer instead of taking six shots, Mm -hmm. right? You're like, oh, but it's less alcohol content. If every single time you're going out, you're still having to drink. If you are drinking to excess multiple nights still, even if if there's no way for you in your head – to shift this relationship and you're feeling like I want I want to stick in my friend's circle and it's just I can't do it I I just I don't know changing my relationship in my mind is just not working everything in my life is the same and I'm just trying to change this is not working I'm just gonna say it again I I do think you should go and get professional help Mm -hmm. because and or if you're getting
1: blacked out faster that's another one I've noticed is that when people have been drinking for a while all of a sudden like certain alcohols vodka Mm -hmm. whatever will take you offline faster yeah your body is wanting you to be gone from it so you stop drinking it's like yeah you're you're blacked yeah it's like things start getting worse and worse you start becoming more combative Mm -hmm. like it's
0: yeah. The and if, that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. If this is affecting relationships in your life, another another time to get mm-hmm. help. I'm just thinking because for me, it's been a very spiritual experience mm-hmm. giving up alcohol. Mm-hmm. But for some people, I know that it does feel like it it's an addiction. Mm-hmm. It really is. And that is really hard to combat alone. Yeah, so totally. I just I want to just put it out there that there's nothing better about me that I didn't have to get the professional help. I feel really lucky that I didn't have to do that and fortunate that I was able to put in the time and energy and be surrounded by the people that I was to change it on my own. But I just want to give everyone the permission and just open up compassion for you if you are a person who needs a little extra help. Because it has completely changed my life not drinking. And I just want. I recommend it for everyone. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I do. I think right now, just one more quick thing. It is toxic in the social media culture regarding blacking out being cool. Mm. I mean, I see it every single day on TikTok, probably because I talk about alcohol so much that it shows up on my For You page. But just this constant, like yeah, let's have a couple drinks. Actually, let's black out. It's like the hot thing to do. It's not hot. That's a problem.
1: Whoa, That's I didn't a big, even big know problem. that. Oh, yeah. I don't even-
0: so many accounts just are so tailored towards this over drinking and alcohol. This is not normal. Mm. This is not normal. It's, it's toxic, especially for people who have genetic history and generational patterns of having alcoholics. Like, Seeing that that looks super cool on these, like, really hot people's TikToks is not good.
1: Dang.
0: Yeah, it's not good.
1: Ew, I hate drunk people. Yeah. So,
0: (laughs) anyway, thank you for letting me share today. That was really good. I'm proud of you, sis. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Did it feel good? Yeah, it feels good. feels good to get it off my chest. This is kind of the first time I've talked about it. I have written a blog post about it. We can link it, yeah. And that was early on, but I'll probably write another one, yeah. Months later, talking about how how I feel now. So, wow. Anyway, well, I'm proud of you, and I thank love you, you, and
1: I love anybody listening to this. Um, I can be a little bit aggressive in my language sometimes. I'm not. I didn't mean to shame anybody with what I just said. You did not shame anybody. Okay. Yeah. No. But I just I'm intense about it because the you know spirituality and blacking out are a hard duo it's a tough duo it's a tough duo so I my thing is always coming back to the body and if your body is asking you for something just hold her or him and listen to it
0: yeah and talking speaking of that oh is that go. is that what happened with you and your vibrator oh, shoot. <laughs> okay
1: let's talk about my vibrators so this is my segment now <laughs>
0: excuse me let me clear my throat (laughs) yeah (laughs) healing alcohol healing vibrational okay so
1: yeah not a big problem with alcohol yeah (laughs) let Um, me tell you but big problem with my ego so you can talk about that on a different time (laughs) yep it wasn't external for me very inside (laughs) very
0: very internal anyway (laughs) anyway so uh
1: yeah vibrators so When I started doing my blog and uh, my OnlyFans for a while and all of that, I became fascinated by sex toys. And I just want to preface this by this was not an addiction. This is not – this is just my experience with something and I want to segue into why I'm no longer using vibrators and sex toys. Mm. So that's where this is going, just so you know. I – you know, started becoming a sex coach and have a whole blog about the best vibrators to use. And I love vibrators. I think they're so important. And for me, I noticed that I was getting all of these sex toys and lubes and all of this stuff. I'm not joking. Thousands of dollars worth of sex toys. I had like a chest Mm -hmm. because I was, you know, being sponsored by these different sex toy companies. I was trying out my own really just on a Little journey. A toy journey. A toy journey. A toy chest journey, which is so fun. But what I started to notice when I got into my partnership is that I was using toys to get off and to get off fast, like as quickly as I could. And what's happening when I would have a toy on my clit is that I am not connecting with my clit, I am Mm. not connecting my own sensory. Experience with my own pussy. So, I somewhere along the line, like I remember in a couple different sex positions, I would be using my vibrator, just ones that I would be like almost literally too lazy at the time to use my own hand. Mm. And I just started to question when I had this. This is what I want to do our next episode on, by the way. I had a couple of experiences that kind of go along with our last episode on open relationships where I just realized that my pussy and I had not been in alignment I would think my pussy would be asking for certain things like take more time with this person before you have sex with them Mm. don't have sex with them like you don't need to be doing that or just stay home tonight. That's what my pussy would be asking for. And instead I would have sex with people. I would like, you know, do things that just didn't feel aligned with me. And so earlier this year, I had this coming back to my body experience where I did a lot of womb and pussy healing, like meditating on my pussy, looking at my pussy having like really intentional rituals and ceremonies around clearing out my energy clearing out energy in my body that was there that no longer served me so other mm. people's the you know penetration energy just shit you know what i mean like oh yeah there's have, a lot in there when you and this is getting on a tangent, which is why I want to do another episode on it. Okay. But when we have sexual partners that don't actually deserve to be inside of us, it does something to the body. Mm-hmm. It, it's like this little imprint. And that goes for people that we've chosen or people that have traumatized us. It it A lot of that gets stuck in the womb. And I was starting to really feel that because I had a lot of sex with a lot of people and wrote about it and like thought it was cool and my it wasn't cool for my body in certain ways in certain Mm. ways it was exploratory it's like I was talking about last episode certain ways it was exploratory and in certain ways it's not what my soul wanted Mm. and so I had this whole reclamation process of like this is my womb This is my pussy. I love her so much. I'm giving her so much attention. I do not want to be having like pH imbalance down there. I don't want to be constantly worried about am I going to get a UTI? Mm. And so I just focused all of my energy there. And part of that was no longer using sex toys. (gasps) So it kind of just came to me. It's like when I was healing my gut and my gut said no more caffeine. And I just stopped doing caffeine (gasps) and my gut feels so much better. So anyway, no, no more sex toys. And so for the last several months, I have been having more intentional masturbation and more intentional self-pleasure
0: without the use of toys. And wait, can I ask you, were you kind of nervous to give them up? I'm like, because I'm thinking of my vibrator that right now is on my nightstand. (laughs) Charging up. Charging up every night. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh my God, to break away from her seems so crazy. Well, <sighs> I will say this is that it
1: was I felt a little bit more intimidated. Mm. Like, what if I can't give to myself? Or what if my partner can't give to me the the intensity of orgasm that I'm able to feel with my vibrator? And the repetition. Or and the repetition. And of the repetition.
0: Orgasms. Well, what's the
1: The verdict verdict. is that I couldn't have been more wrong. (gasps) I have never felt more connected to my pussy or more connected to my partner. And I always just imagine like when we talk about the tantras or these like sacred sexual practices, which is what I'm fascinated by right now. It's not like they've had vibrators for even a hundred years. No, this is very new. very new. But the energetics and the erotic energy that runs through our bodies as women, we are tapping in most of us to like fucking 1% of our orgasmic potential. If you are having an orgasm and you're basically going in the shower, putting a vibrator on your pussy and getting off really quick – I'm so proud of you for even prioritizing your pleasure and I want you to know that there's so much more that you're missing out on because that kind of a style is very utilitarian. It's like, or I'm sorry, it's outcome driven, right? It's Mm. like I'm horny, I'm going to come. When you begin to explore with your pussy without the use of a toy and start focusing on the pleasure of it, so noticing the way your pussy feels in your hand, noticing how she swells or gets wet or what your body likes, you know, doing some self-massage before looking at her in the mirror and actually having an experience with God, with With yourself as this incredible pleasure vessel, you start to notice things that you would never notice, in my opinion, when you're using a sex toy Mm. because you're so connected with your own body. You're using your flesh on your own flesh and really noticing these things that I would have never noticed before because you're slowing down. Mm. You're really having more of like an experience of like, ooh, what do I want? Not what was this toy designed to do, Mm. right? And so I am not demonizing sex toys. And there is very little research to show that they desensitize us in any way. There isn't. There's not a lot of research that shows that physically we're desensitized. But I will say that when you expect that you can just put something on your clit and come – And then you're having a sexual experience with somebody or you're in a situation where you're horny and you only have your hand and you're like, oh, man, it feels like a downgrade. Just notice that and see if you can instead honor that your body is – your body is capable of orgasm without even being touched in most cases. Like that's the level that we can get is like – moving energy through our pussies all the way up our central channel and out of our crown chakras. Like, that's what I'm working on right now.
0: <laughs> and so it's, that's the level. Okay, I'm going to get into this. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is really inspiring me because I, I will say that lately I have been in that space where you're just kind of like, man, I'm bored. I'm just going to come in five seconds. Right. And I'm like, what? pussy what do you want and she's just like i want to come a million times yeah and then it's happening like and i'm sure that that will still happen even even when you're getting more in touch with your body but i'm just feeling really inspired to set up a new sensual beautiful night for myself Mm but just hand. it is a totally different orgasm just using your hand Mm -hmm. it's like it's a completely different orgasm when you're with a partner and you can have an orgasm just with the partner Versus your partner and a toy. Right. Totally different. Yeah. It feels fully different. Yeah.
1: And and what I want to say is that if you can meditate on the pleasure that you're experiencing in your pussy. this I barely ever share things the same day that they happen, but I want to share this. This happened to me this morning. Normally I like savor in it, but I feel like this has happened a couple times now and I can share it. When I'm masturbating with my hand, for whatever reason, because it's happening in kind of a slower way and I'm more, like, connected with, okay, my forearm's actually getting sore. Like, you're noticing things that are happening in your body. I'm kind of more in my head about things Mm. for whatever reason. Like, I'll notice my mind kind of wandering. I'll notice me kind of saying to my body, like, come on, I want to come kind of a thing. and. Today, I had an experience where I noticed that my head was doing all of this stuff and I was able to say, can you meditate on the pleasure that's happening right now in your body? And I brought my attention all the way down into my pussy and into my very base root chakra. And what happened was I had a moment of awakening. I had – a very powerful spiritual experience where I felt white light pour into my pussy and then come up through and fill each of my chakras from my um, sacral to my solar plexus, my heart, my throat, my third eye, and up out my head. And I literally felt like I'm channeling white light. So that, and that wasn't during orgasm, that's like as I'm building to it. And so by placing our attention on just the fact that we can have that level of pleasure, that level of ecstasy in our bodies by ourselves, like the fact that we're alive, that, that is life force. That's what brings us into this center. And so yes, meditation's amazing without this as well but imagine if you can meditate on your own pleasure and take your own pleasure as medicine that's a healing modality that's something really special <laughs> yeah
0: that you could say that's very special yes <laughs>
1: and it's not like I, i'm not saying i have only access to this and the codes for it like you do everybody too. has the access to it you've got it too and All so right. it's knocking on my door i'm <laughs> ready to hit <laughs> yeah So let us know, Wolfpack, if you want to hear more about this kind of stuff. Because I am excited to start talking about it more.
0: I cannot wait. Can I just drop in here a little bit? If you are, if you don't have the best relationship with your pussy, because I am changing mine around too, which I feel like I've actually had a pretty good relationship with her. But lately it feels like I've been more connected with her also. And it really did start. For me with this book recommendation. That Lauren recommended for me. And I highly recommend this. To anyone who identifies as a woman. Yeah. It's called Pussy. Yeah, it's A reclamation. Pussy. So if you're struggling. Read
1: Pussy and hire me. <laughs> and hire Lauren. <laughs> and keep listening to our podcast. Because this is the only thing. That I ever want to talk about. Is like how we align our pussies with our hearts. And just live in. Eternal bliss and freedom.
0: Yeah. Your your pussy journey is awaiting you. Yes. And it does feel good. It feels – it is a very spiritual experience, the same as changing your relationship with alcohol, the same as changing your relationship with – I just feel like when you're on a healing journey, you're changing your relationship with everything. You're changing your relationship with everything. I yeah.
1: don't think it's the same as changing your relationship with
0: alcohol. <laughs> No,
1: (laughs) because I will say that there's something it's like if you start with pleasure and you start with your pussy and you start with healing these different things specifically as a woman or a person with a pussy when you come home to her everything else begins to fall into line it's like When you connect with the portal that is, like, the doorway from unconscious to conscious, it is, like, the experience. Women have that. And men, people with penises do, too, in some way. They can connect with pleasure and have all these different styles of orgasms. But particularly if you have a pussy, you have the doorway to the heavens between your legs (laughs) (laughs) so it's a little bit different because when you heal your relationship with pleasure in your body and particularly with your pussy it yeah
0: I'm just feeling like that wraps you so deeply into feeling good in your body in general That your relationship with everything else in your life is going to shift.
1: And your relationship with men who you date. If you have rage, I masturbate and rage will po- start pouring out of me. Like I'll be mad and want to scream. And I don't, I know this maybe not, That maybe not, maybe that's <laughs> not for everybody. But for me, it's like my pussy is my portal to everything I need to know.
0: And yours and can, can yours be too. Can <laughs>
1: be too. <laughs> I'm sweating. I get so excited talking about this.
0: If you want to start your pussy pleasure journey with a little massage, Hmm. okay, you're in the shower, you're feeling like tonight is your night. Yes. You want to start that experience with creating the softest skin in the world with Amber Bath Bathing Essentials. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No, I'm not
1: joking. We're not joking. No, I actually do.
0: I, I do do a full body massage. Amber Bath Body Butter. Oh, there's nothing like it? No. It is the best product in the world. I have never used something like it. It is not a lotion. It is a gateway to your own personal pleasure.
1: (laughs) It is 70% shea butter, 30% sweet almond oil. There's Mm -hmm. no water in this. It's a whipped frappe from the fucking doorway of the heavens. Yeah.
0: Not only do you feel good, you smell good. You have a little extra time in the shower to just make love to your body. Mm If you want the best bath products in the world, including this body butter, soap, scrubs, salves, Mm -hmm. everything you could imagine, go to amberbath.com and use code WOLFPACK today for 20% off your order and a little free gift from the Den Mothers. That's right. So I loved this episode today. And I hope you all, you know what? I just know that this is going to spark a lot of thought. This is just one of those episodes where you're like, oh, okay, shit. Right. I need to, I need to do a little shifting. Maybe mm-hmm. it's shifting with the pussy, which could come first.
1: Or a shifting
0: with that boozy bitch in your head. Yep. Shifting with the boozy bitch. I am so honored that everybody heard my story today. Thank you for giving me the platform to do that. If you want to find us in our personal endeavors, Lauren, for pussy power, self-love, sexual extraordinaire, (laughs) power. Yes. Power, power, all the power. Go to SheWolfLauren.com if you are interested in my new 75-minute experience internal alignment divine guidance offering or an eight-week container with me where we address trauma or anxiety go to healwithcamille.com for more there and if you are just wanting once again to dig into more sex den content do not forget this is the last episode before our first official raffle for the two-on-one experience with us so go to patreon.com slash the sex and That's join right. our exclusive content platform We're so excited about that And we
1: always record a Q&A Right after we record this So we do our Q&A's there now And we love it so much See you next week Wolfpack See you next week Ow ow ow